Welcome to Cobb, Conversations on the Business of Brands with Sudeep Chavla and Sharvan Raghavan. So Sudeep, where have you been? I'm looking at posts of you speaking here, speaking there. After TEDx, you were like, gone, hit, hit another level in speaking assignments. What's happened? <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. I had got a couple of invitations from uh, some forums uh, because Mm -hmm. of some friends that I had. So still relying on friends and well-wishers like yourself. (laughs) So in fact, you know, the last one that I did, I was in Kolkata Hmm. and I was uh, speaking at a BNI event. Okay. They were hosting Kolkata chapter uh, members of BNI. It was a big trade show where Hmm. a lot of the BNI member had put up their stalls. And apart from giving them visibility and networking opportunity, the BNI organizing team had also called in some speakers so that they could help business owners and entrepreneurs to learn. I was called as part of, you know, uh, this series where I had to speak to them about marketing. Hmm. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I spoke to them about principles of branding, marketing, and uh, how could a business, simple business, think about various elements of branding and marketing. Wouldn't BNI be uh, more of smaller businesses? Yeah, very small. Okay. So most of them were homepreneurs, as they call themselves. Wow. And there were, you know, uh, people who had uh, jewelry stores, people who had clothing stores software businesses paints businesses all sorts right so, so now that you told us huh. that even your tedx talk was like a podcast yeah now i want to convert the bni speech into a podcast today <laughs> no actually i wanted to pick up one specific aspect from my bni talk mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of that talk sharon i uh, i asked the audience to give me a business Hmm. Uh, so that I could uh, then demonstrate to them what are the various things that they could do from a branding and marketing point of view. Wow, interesting. Yeah. And the idea I assume was this to, was an address to saying how not to, sp- without spending too much money is what you would have focused on. Yeah, yeah. and more importantly, hmm. the idea was that there are so many other aspects that you could think about, hmm. which would make your product, your brand more endearing to the cus- uh, consumers. Right. So that was the idea. So one of my realizations, Sharon, during that point in time was that most of the entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, uh, small business owners uh, get their product right. They know their customers, so they have some idea about the product. Right. And once they have the product, two observations. Number one, they find it difficult to zero in on one target segment. Right. They want to target I want everybody. to sell to everybody. Correct. So that's one bit. <laughs> And and repeatedly, I assured them that targeting one segment does not mean that you're not selling it to others. Exactly. It just mm-hmm. means that you're designing for one and you're making sure that they are the ones who will absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. So that was one. And second was that after getting the product, immediately once they got their core offering right, then immediately they wanted to get to selling by kind of, you know, maybe some making a video about it or putting it, giving it to an influencer and then getting mm. some reviews about it, etc, etc. 
social media activation at best social media etc because that is now that is something which is gaining traction now the most accessible format of communication accessible localized hmm. uh, uh and amenable also it gives you access to all kind of tgs all kind of influencers micro right. influencers also so nothing wrong with that uh so that's one topic i wanted to pick up so which is specifically around product okay yeah which is to say that uh you know an invitation to all small businesses out there that when you have a product mm-hmm. see how you can sweat your product and your product offering very very well mm-hmm. so that you could lift your product from just being a product to a product experience for consumers okay yeah okay. so you know you you must you might remember sharan that when we were in our college quite some time back there was this uh, <laughs> gentleman called philip kotler oh yeah mr philip yeah so <laughs> he <laughs> the first chapter or the second spoke about four p's of marketing right yeah which was product price promotion and place yeah and in this while product is one of the first p's that he spoke about i just wanted to bring this to everybody's attention that this first p actually is quite magical the product yeah, the product okay and while you can get your core offering right there is mm-hmm. just so much so much more that you can do around it to really really enhance your value proposition to your consumers okay okay i'm i'm going to intervene here yeah because like you spoke to bni mm. i had a one person audience today mm. uh talking to a client mm-hmm. i spent about 45 minutes asking the client to let the product be mm. because what i have seen is that people are so focused on the product so they manufacturing or making something is so easy mm. so people tend to satisfy themselves by expanding their portfolio all the time Mm, and mm. at the face of it the advice you've uh, you given and the advice i i gave today seem to be contrary to each other <laughs> i think <laughs> uh you are possibly referring to some people who want to you know from the very start mm. want to have every possible uh variant or the right. entire range in their portfolio before they get to the consumer exactly yeah and that also stems from their fear that i don't want to lose any customer hmm yeah so again the same problem about targeting everybody right yeah so if they have a for example a juice they would want to have an orange apple lychee guava everything at the same time yeah 16 variants to launch 16 variants to launch so now obviously it looks very sexy on the shelf that you will have all 16 variants but as you and i know now that placing even one or two variants itself is such a big and humongous task placing right. 16 is going to be next to impossible exactly yeah even a, even the biggest fmcg like a dabur foods could never place all their variants on shelf absolutely yeah so you have regional preferences and the shopkeeper will sell whatever sells out of their store right but rewinding back so yeah mm. so therefore i think the fear of not letting any consumer go might lead entrepreneurs to think about you know expanding their range or trying to target everybody but the top point that i was making to them 
that even if for example you are in juice category and you are you have you only have one flavor and you want to go to the market rather than immediately starting to go to the market if you sweat your proposition a bit more there is so much more that you can do around that juice that bottle of juice or that mm. carton of juice which will make your proposition come alive to the consumer and thereby increase your chances of getting picked up significantly right so you're saying not to over engineer the product but you're saying develop a product experience yes that makes your brand stand out and i think this is all the more applicable in a category like fmcg or health and wellness where your proprietary products are so limited there's yeah. there's hardly any proprietary technology that exists there most of the time yeah in fact this articulation did not occur to me in the bni forum mm-hmm. product versus product experience but now mm-hmm. that i think about it sharan it is applicable to all product as well as service companies true now finally at the end of the day you go to a hotel hotel is a hotel yeah. all of them has a, have a big lobby or reception and then we go to the room it is all standard offering hmm. it is the experience that they sell right and each one of them have their own distinct way of delivering that experience hmm. yeah so therefore uh, even if you are delivering a service so that service now in this case i was saying product experience in the other case i will say service experience right yeah so therefore if if you avail of ola uber or in the past like we have spoken about indigo sharan right yeah the fact that indigo gets branded as on time airline is because they are able to deliver that experience repeatedly over and over again right so therefore i think this product experience or service experience as a concept is applicable to all kind of product and service categories it depends on how much you want to sweat it right yeah uh, and i thought that it will be a good idea to possibly share some examples of you know the sort of thoughtfulness that goes and should go into designing all kind of uh, accoutrements around the product which kind of put together create a product experience which is significantly better as compared to just having one single you know piece of product and then putting it out to the consumer in whatever may seem like a bare minimum essentiality to you right i think we've touched upon this in in one of our earlier episodes also hmm. where we said whether you're in a service business or in a product business hmm. you are in the experience business correct correct i'm completely aligned with that i can't wait for the examples yeah so for example uh, in the in the bni forum also i gave this example of a gaming arcade okay yeah now you you are wanting to open a gaming arcade now gaming arcade is a gaming arcade hmm. people open it up you have games across there people play it they uh, accumulate coupons or points or whatever and then they redeem those points against some gifts that's what right. gaming arcades are about all about right so one of the thought processes i was trying to seed with people was that if you for a moment take a pause think about who your gaming arcade is meant for hmm. so your possible teachers are kids teenagers and parents of kids right of course given a choice you will say all three <laughs> so that choice i'm not giving to you so you have to choose one and the reason i wanted to do that was that mm. i i elucidated to them i demonstrated to them that if you choose kids for example now kids 
engage fully with the games. Right. It is them in the game. So therefore, you want very engaging games. You games which are not very difficult, but possibly you have some games which appeal to very young kids, then some to the medium ones, and some to the slightly older ones. Right. And then possibly you want to keep collecting data of which game seems to be more engaging than others, mm-hmm. and then change the ones that are not engaging people. Yeah. Keep okay. slowly keep lifting the profile of the games, keep making them more engaging. So therefore, every time the kid comes, they discover, oh, okay, this is new. So let me try this because kids are mm-hmm. fans of novelty. Right. Yeah. So you design your games in that manner. And therefore, if there are food or other options there, you will design your food options also in that manner. For, they focus have to on be kids. Focus on kids. Correct. Mm-hmm. You will have mini meals or kid meals and stuff like that. Right. Suppose you are focusing on teenagers. Now, the core need for teenagers is to hang out. Right. So, it is not essentially the game, but the fact that they are able to play the game along with their friends. friends. Chill out. Yeah. So, either they can compete, etc. So, you need more games where two or three people can play together. Right. Yeah. Now, since these are teenagers, you also need hangout zones where they will sit, <laughs> chat, etc., etc. You also need Insta-worthy zones. Right. Yeah. Um, now and therefore you need them to be able to so therefore you need to have some kind of a hashtag yeah that they are able to flaunt right, right? and you need to update your insta zone every Constantly. possibly month or something so that every time they put up put it up there they are not repeating it yeah they are getting something fresh yeah so that's how you design and obviously the menu and everything also Absolutely. Now, suppose you say that, okay, these are okay, but I want to design for the parents of the kids. Okay. That's the interesting part I was waiting for. Yeah. Now, for a parent, the gaming zone is possibly the most useless place. (laughs) Yeah. The kids are wasting time. The kids are wasting money. Hmm. And they are not learning anything. Hmm. Yeah. So, therefore, parents are, parents think of it as a wastage. It's a necessary evil in their lives. Now, think of it different way. What what do the parents want to do? The parents want to spend quality time with their kids. Mm-hmm. And the parents want the kids to learn something. Mm. Now, if you are therefore appealing to the parents, you number one, keep games which are entertaining, but they teach something to the kids. Mm. Yeah, or even to the same game, you possibly put a tag, what does this teach your kid? You enable the pain points of the parents. Of the parent. You, even though they've succumbed to the necessary evil. Correct. Make them feel good about it. Correct. And if you want to draw them further, you have games that a parent and a kid can play together and bond. Mm. Yeah, same the same Oreo insight. Right. Yeah? So all so insights are same, regardless of the category that you are playing in. Yeah. True. So you have a father and daughter game or a father and son game, mother and son game, etc, etc. And then you give them extra bonus points if the parent and kid duo are playing together. Mm-hmm. Right? You enable them to become friends, you enable them to spend quality time together, etc, etc. Yeah? Right. So, and then you have combos of such kind and stuff like that. Yeah? So, you can also sell merch, as they call it, merchandise, with Saying world's best father, world's world's best son, stuff like that. Yeah. For taking me to the gaming parlor. Correct. So <laughs> you know, then you're what you're doing. Therefore, it is still a gaming parlor. It is going to have games. It is going to have redemption 
coupons etc etc but you put a little more thought in designing decorating renovating it so that it lifts the experience for your core tg thank you for listening to cob conversations on the business of brands with sudeep chavla and sharvana raghavan subscribe and learn more at cobcast.net that's c o b b c a s t .net it's it's amazing that you've kind of put together a proper business plan for multiple gaming arcades yeah. which itself can be i'm selling this episode right? <laughs> <laughs> but to get to the core of what you're saying sudeep is that no matter what business you're in huh. as with life you need to be thoughtful and Correct. in business the most important person in your in your business life is the customer depending on who you choose to target yeah. Yeah. you need to understand them be thoughtful for them and design experiences specifically for the target audience you're going after correct and this also functions as a as a differentiator versus other businesses it will because regardless of whether you are targeting the same audience you have to choose a specific aspect of that consumer's life that you're going to impact hmm and you will impact that in your own unique way uh, not only are you able to create a differentiation basis the space that you're going to impact sometimes that also might be same but also the depth with which you impact it right yeah the thoughtfulness of it correct mm. correct so people might be using exactly or very similar products but your thoughtfulness would possibly make you even more endearing to the customer absolutely because i think the example of what you just gave right this is why in service businesses even the best sops do yeah. not deliver the same experience when one organization does it versus the other correct there's this great example of southwest airlines yeah how everybody knows what they do yeah but nobody's been able to replicate what they do correct that's uh, that's pretty much what you're capturing right saying even correct. if it, the amount the depth of your thought that goes into designing the experience makes all the difference correct correct so i i saw it and the reason i got convinced about it because i saw it in action hmm i have been part of one particular launch mm-hmm. where uh, i saw this happening and i was kind of amazed i was taken aback okay which one yeah. was it so this was the launch of uh, cadbury dairy milk silk ah yes yeah back in 2009 2010 when it was getting launched one of the key things was to make the smoothest possible chocolate that anybody in india had ever had once that had been achieved we were you know in 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 a regular parlance you already had dairy milk we could have right. just changed the graphics put this into the dairy milk mode and we would have gone to the market right but you know the team that was working on it said that let us try and elevate the experience to a very different level hmm. yeah 
so the first thing that possibly people might or i don't know whether they have appreciated or not and this we have spoken about once in the podcast earlier right that the the shape of the cube of cadbury dairy milk silk is dome shaped to hit the roof of the mouth i Correct. think you mentioned this yeah yes yeah so it mimics the shape of your mouth mm yeah and gives you better sensorials better taste experience better mouth experience or eat experience as we call it right vis-a-vis any other chocolate the rest are flat bars mm yeah so therefore it was unlike any other chocolate cube that one would have seen in indian market in those days mm yeah so that was the first that was the start of it so number mm. one just to have this thought to be able to have a chocolate that gives that kind of an experience and then obviously we had to undertake fresh molds and everything to make that chocolate but you also extended this experience into different facets of the product right yeah yeah so then we went beyond this now what did we do for and therefore the thought process was how do we make each element of the product thoughtful hmm yeah so then next the product is usually wrapped in a foil right yeah now the foil in this case also now in a regular cadbury dairy milk it's a golden foil right in this one also it was a golden foil but it had silk written on it it has um, silk printed on it yeah never before experience yeah never before had we printed anything on the foil hmm oh okay yeah then there is a paper band on top of it the paper band mm-hmm. kind of supports the bar mm-hmm. uh, if you know and it is usually normally in dairy milk it is used only during summer months right. so that the it supports the bar and which does not go limp during the mm-hmm. summer days right so in silk we keep it throughout the year we used to keep it throughout the year mm-hmm. that paper laminate in the case of regular dairy milk says cadbury 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 just that's it yeah mm-hmm. in this case it had a tome written as a uh, to the consumer about mm-hmm. the sort of experience that we are bringing to them oh from okay. silk yeah on the on the sleeve on the on the paper laminate yes oh wow yeah on the paper wrap and then on top of paper wrap is your uh, is your final uh, you know cover right. that everybody is able to see we call it laminate hmm yeah the final the laminate sealing laminate yeah hmm uh cold seal laminate and the cold seal laminate again in this case we made it matte hmm. yeah to give Never a premium that, experience yeah. if you touch it obviously we worked on the graphics very well if you turn it around there again some nice stuff written so that it could just heighten the experience hmm. yeah so the whole thought process was that uh you hold the bar you you feel the premiumness then when you turn it around to open it you read again it heightens your anticipation when you open it then you encounter this paper band again when you read it it again heightens your anticipation and then you get to the foil and then when you bite into the chocolate the anticipation is all already heightened and with the sort of product that we have put inside we were confident that the consumer will be significantly satiated yeah that's a that's a brilliant example sadeep and we it didn't Uh, stop there sharan okay okay go on uh, now possibly uh, it 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 wasn't very common earlier mm. but we also made display outers 
विद शेल्फ यूटिलिटी फॉर सेल या सो दीज वर आउटर्स वेयर द बार्स वर स्टैंडिंग या सो यू कुड जस्ट टीयर अवे द टॉप ऑफ द आउटर एंड यू वुड सी द बार्स स्टैंडिंग वन आफ्टर द अदर सो दैट द शॉपकीपर कुड पिक अप वन बार एंड गिव इट टू द कंज्यूमर and the rest of the bars were still standing and creating still a display for the yeah mm-hmm. so therefore that is something that you also created otherwise normally all of our packaging if you remember had bars lying down right so the bars don't contribute to the branding on the shelf mm-hmm. only the packaging does in this case the bar was also contributing right yeah that's, that's beautiful let's that it shows how so much thought goes into every step of the consumer experience Correct. and there is a very high chance most consumers will not notice all of it in one go correct but you have to still keep doing it so that when they notice it they acknowledge the value of their experience correct so this is this is like a, a movie director putting in all the soft cues in the movie correct. expecting the, not expecting the audience to see it at the first go in the first but when class. they watch it again and again they realize how much detailing has happened to give them that viewing experience it's exactly correct. that correct so if you if you've ever traveled in indigo for example mm. i love the whatever they write on everything that they do the stories the sandwich stories the sandwich story it. and the nut and everything so they have this character yeah their magazine is called 6e 6e yeah yeah so they've made it very nice very quirky they have their own tone so what they'll also do is under the pack where usually nobody you know turns around and writes or reads there also they would have written a message for you saying now that you have turned around the pack here's something for you as well <laughs> yeah. yeah so you know just the thoughtfulness of it and then you know when the consumer takes that extra effort even acknowledging that effort by writing something there in itself is a payback to the consumer mm-hmm. exactly yeah so uh, i think that is something that kind of uh, at least to me it was very joyful uh, when i looked at it from an indigo point of view or when i experienced silk on the shelf hmm. i'm sure even consumers would have felt like that so that is the kind of thoughtfulness i wanted to talk about sharan oh, absolutely the, just on the point of indigo hmm. i was talking to a friend and i realized he'd never noticed this ah. that all indigo flight numbers were 6e yeah. and most flight numbers mean nothing and indigo has purposely taken 6e to be the sexiest airline possible correct and all the, they've gone nobody might even notice this they've gone to that depth of thought to ensure that even their flight numbers are sexy <laughs> correct correct amazing and, detail and after doing after them doing that is it is when it is then that uh, spice jet hmm. had uh, has tried to you know kind of uh, take the spicy red kind of hmm. a uh, branding although not so successfully not with that kind of thought but indigo is miles ahead of anybody else in terms of creating this kind of branding language oh absolutely i think spice jet has named their f- the aeroplanes after different spices but nowhere okay. in the consumer journey do they people encounter that or notice it too much yeah 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 so so this is one then again another one that we have spoken about quite a bit in the past is kinder joy your enemy 
the yeah. villain brand but the the one that taught me a lot yeah so you know the kind of thought process that goes into design of their product design of their packaging and the whole sensorial they're able to deliver to the kids uh, in terms of uh, you know the whole getting to the toy that whole unwrapping experience is something which is uh, delightful mm. and the way they make their eggs stand on the shelf by putting that little notch on one side all masterpiece i think and and talking to the parents about it yeah and talking to the got parents milk about and it. calcium yeah. yeah yeah so therefore from a branding point of view again what i wanted to stress upon the fact is that the design of the product the presentation of the product the design of the packaging around the product mm. and the design of the display on the shelf all of those are covered in the first p mm. so don't right. just think of first p as just the product or what what the consumer is going to consume yeah right. it it ha- it is just so much more yeah and hence it is important to think about all these levers when you are thinking about this particular p mm. of four p's right yeah you talk about a service brand for example charan there is this book called uh, 4d's of execution mhm yeah 4d's ha huh. so okay. it talks about how how to get to the best possible execution hmm so it introduces this concept called wig wig wildly important goals okay yeah so it says that uh, if you want to be a great executing machinery you need to be able to identify which are your wildly important goals hmm yeah on the altar of which everything else can be sacrificed right yeah and he gives this example of a hotel which was fairly well funded and all of that and they were always receiving very mediocre ratings from their guests okay so somebody some new hotel manager you know came by and uh they suggested that why don't we completely redo the interiors of the hotel make it very posh prime etc etc they did that but the ratings didn't change much mm. yeah so then you know one of the guys said that okay let us try something different yeah why don't we try and focus on right now we've been focus on the hotel right. trying to make it big better etc etc why don't we focus on who gives us the rating which is the consumers <laughs> fair enough yeah so they then they said that okay now every guests guest that comes in we need one person observing that guest all the time hmm. and doing only two things number one noting everything down whatever they are doing number two anticipate what would they need and providing hmm. it to them okay let's just do that so they started doing this yeah so therefore you know you you have guests who will walk down uh, to the swimming pool and then they'll realize they they haven't, they haven't got the towel yeah right so this guy would immediately run give them the towel yeah uh, and they will also note down that this guy this guy forgets the towel this towel often yeah so that's how they started creating notes yeah okay and over a period of time they built a significant compendium of habits of their customers Hmm. yeah so now they knew what is the favorite wine what is the favorite cigar or what is the favorite dinner of each one of their guests wow 
So the next time the guests arrive, all they had to do was check that repository and tell them, sir, would you want your favorite dinner again? We <laughs> place the your favorite cigar in your room. We hope that's fine. Yeah. Right. So just the act of changing their focus from the hotel to the consumer and then dedicating all their energy behind it led to the highest ever ratings. Wow. It is about the experience at the end of the day. Finally, it is about the experience and experience also by keeping consumer in the middle of it. Mm. By not focusing on your offering, but focusing on the consumer. What do you think the consumer would enjoy? Mm. And how can you heighten the proposition that you're delivering to the consumer? Right, right, right. That's that's such a wonderful example. Yeah. It, It comes down to, it's almost personalized service. Correct. But it's about being thoughtful about the service you're providing to the guests who are coming into your hotel. Correct. Because a guest coming into a two-star or three-star hotel is not going to expect a five-star level facility. Correct. It is the experience that they want to have un- unhindered and as comfortable as possible. And from a whatever property you're walking in, since you booked that property, you broadly know what to expect. Exactly. A basic minimum expectation is already there unless mm. you are going to screw up on that which will create a negative experience mm. you will not be able to create delight just because you are meeting the expectations mm. exactly and hence your delivery has to be lifted right so and you know i deliberately picked this example up sharan because i wanted to give an example from a service industry also mm. Yeah. Right. Right. So you know, uh, and therefore the fact that you are either delivering a service experience, or you are delivering a product experience, you are in the business of delivering experiences. We have said in the past. Right. But the only dimension we are adding today is that delivery of experience lies in you realizing that your product has multiple layers, mm. and each one of those layers can be utilized, can be sweated. to make the proposition come alive at a very very different level absolutely i think this reminds me of a quote of one of the ex cmos of uh, cadbury india hmm. uh, mr siddharth mukherji ha huh. uh, he said uh, people never pay for the package packaging hmm. because that's when celebrations were going through different packaging options and there's some context about discussing packaging he said huh. people never pay for the packaging that you put your product in ha huh. but they pay for the package hmm. the entire package of it which is the experience that you correct. deliver with it correct i think this is i think your episode today remind me of the quote that he said that the other day none no, of fair it never left my mind yeah it's it's quite well put so that was the hypothesis or rather the conviction that i have built sharan and i wanted right. to transfer to everybody no no absolutely sudeep i think i think it's we're at a stage where Uh, especially in the product business making anything is today figure outable no matter what you think of there's a way to make it today we are no longer in the industrial era where it's difficult to make something so when that has become the common denominator everybody is able to make whatever you're making what you add on top of it is what makes your brand your business into a proper brand now that has to be driven at the starting point itself from what you want to do for the consumer the customer and 
build an experience at every touch point and to keep enhancing it every time every time they engage with your brand and i think and to go back to the advice i was giving my client today is not about building your portfolio of products but having the port having the limited products but enhancing the experience you give with the with the products that you carry yeah that's what's important yeah well said thank you so much thank you shan thanks thank you for listening to call conversations on the business of brands with sudeep chavla and sharvana raghavan subscribe and learn more at copcast.net that's c o b b c a s t .net